It's time to go into business for yourself. Get ready for another episode of the Franchise Academy Podcast. Education, insight, and inspiration. Here's your host, small business and franchise expert, Tom Scarda. Welcome to another episode of the Franchise Academy Podcast. This is a really great show today because I have a mentor and a friend of mine that is going to come on and talk all about buying a franchise and the abundance mindset. You need to be successful in life, franchise or not. So this is the Franchise Academy. I'm Tom Scarta. If you've never listened to this before, I'm a franchise consultant and I match people with franchise opportunities based on skills, personality, goals, kind of like eHarmony of business with what we all like to call it. And I help people that are frustrated with their career, people that cringe at the thought of going to work in the morning, or people that just want to diversify their investments because it's just not working out for them in, in the market. So if you want to talk, feel free to reach out to me. My services are free. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. Today, I have Kim Daly with me. Kim Daly is a friend of mine for 15 years. I don't want to date anybody here. I don't want to give away our ages. But I know Kim for 15 years before she even had kids. And so now we work together at Franchise. Kim is senior to me. She is one of the top consultants, not only in the country, but in the world. And she travels around the country, keynote speaking at events. She has a great network of people around the country that are in franchising. And she helps people understand the world of franchising. She's had her own businesses she was a fitness consultant. She's had a TV show. I mean, she's done a lot of great, cool stuff. So, Kim, I want to welcome you to the Franchise Academy. Thank you, Tom. I'm so happy to be here talking about my favorite thing, having an abundant mindset. It's everything. Do everything, right? It's so, so wonderful. But for a lot of people, it's hard to kind of get there and, and get that abundant mindset. So everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you are uh, a leader uh, in franchising and a leader in franchise. So I'm just so grateful. I can't even put it in words how grateful I am that you're on the podcast. This is so great. Oh, thank you so much. Just ha I'm happy to be here. Let, let's have some fun sharing what we've learned over the years, over those 15 years. <laughs> no, I, don't think, I don't think, to your point, I don't think anybody is, is born necessarily with an abundant mindset. Oh, my, I think kids have. You know, kids can be big dreamers and visionaries, but we lose it somewhere along the line. But it's like, it's like muscle memory. You can get it back and like working out, you know, you it has to be a daily discipline and it has to be consistent. And when you're focused and you're clear and you, you become conscious of what you're thinking about um, and how you're talking, then you can own your, you literally can start to own those thoughts and those words, take back the ones that you don't want to put out there because really how we speak, how we think impacts how we speak and how we speak definitely impacts our lives. It really does. And it, and it, I mean, you could point to biblical quotes that talk about what comes through your lips or past your lips becomes your life. And, um, and I'm paraphrasing, and, I, and don't ask me the passage number because I don't remember it, but, um, but from that to, you know, to Buddhist thinking and, and all different types of um, disciplines, talk about what you think about comes about, what you talk about comes about. Yeah. So you had said to me offline um, 
one of the big things that you concentrate on is goal setting. Is that right? So yes, absolutely. Not just in business, but in life. Yes. The more clear you are about what you want. So the reason most people don't live the life they want or have the things they want is they're not clear and specific with what they want. Uh, sometimes there's fear behind saying it because what if you don't get it, you're going to be disappointed, right? Sometimes there's just fear behind saying it because when you put it out there, what if it comes true? Which is kind of funny, right? We see that in our business, like when we have to encourage people to make those validation calls and talk to the owners and we see them hesitating and we're like, what are you hesitating for? Because if you hear something good, that means you might have to move forward, right? You know, like it's, it's funny, our own psychology trips us up, but that's what I mean. Like our whole lives and what really happens, happens right here. <laughs> and the more we can learn to control what happens in here, the more successful we can be. So I um, absolutely believe that when you, when you don't have a vision, and this is biblical, where there is no vision, the people perish. That is the, the biblical scripture. And, and it's true. When I come to my office and I do not write down my goals for the month or the week or even the day, because I, I can get that specific, um, I flounder. And 30 days, 60 days can go by and I'm like, what the heck? My business just doesn't feel good. But when I come and I have clear, specific goals, daily tasks, even that I need to break my business down to, and everything starts to fall into place. I feel productive. I can check off that little list. And I have goals like in my office in, everywhere. I, in front of me where I look all day long, is the biggest financial goal I can ever imagine. Um, right here under my desk, because I have a stand-up desk, is my monthly goal. What I and, and it's like subliminal, it's subconscious. I'm I'm not like I do think about it, but all day long, I'm actually my eyes are taking it in and it's going into my subconscious. And you'd be surprised the power of that to make dreams come true. I mean, there's vision boards, there's all kinds of ways to say it or do it. Um, but the thing is you have to do it and do it consistent, consistently, but you also and, have to believe and with clarity, sorry. And with clarity, like I am really specific. Yeah. Right. And, and, and at the same time, you have to believe that you can do it. If, if you, if somebody sits there and they just like, I'm going to win a million dollars in the lottery, I'm going to win a million, you know, but you don't believe that you're actually going to win it, then it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. Did you ever go to like a Tony Robbins weekend or watch, a, you know, him speak online or some pastor of a church and he's super passionate and almost yelling and you're like watching it like, why is he yelling? Because the state change is the important part. So it's so true what you're saying. It's not enough to just think positively. You have to, you have to put that energy like into your body and believe with every cell of your being. Like I have achieved some things in my life that had absolutely no basis in reality, like none when I set the goal. And, and part of the, I think the magic of achieving really big in your life is when you do set these incredibly big goals and they are not based in reality and you don't give up. You just keep moving toward them. And then when you actually achieve them, you're like, like the first thing you want to do is do it again. Right. <laughs> I, this has happened to me over and over and over again. And I'll, and I'll give you an example. You want to hear this just happened to me a week ago. So 
I, in 2018, I, I make declaration statements. So every day when I come to work, I have 20 declaration statements, and this is also biblical. Um, we have to declare who we are. So I say things to myself, like to get myself in a positive state, I am powerful. I am influential. I am, um, you know, whatever, whatever your I ams are, you, you add it there. And I have 20 statements. So back in 2018, I, I always have, somebody said to me, you should write a book. Cause I make videos. And I'm like, Oh, you should write a book. And I'm like, yeah, that's kind of funny. I don't really, I don't really want to write a book. But then after they said it, it sort of like planted a seed in my heart. And I'm like, Oh, that's the wrong answer. I should probably write a book, but I, I don't really like want to take the time to write a book. So anyway, I decided to put it on my I am statements thinking that if I kept saying it to myself every day, I would get motivated to write a book. <laughs> so I, I, for the whole year, 2018, I said, so I, when I wrote, I am an author, I am a published author. Eh, that's not big enough. I am, because I'm a big thinker. I am a New York Times bestselling author. Yeah, that's good. But here's what I really want to say. I am an international bestselling author. Bingo. That's as big as Kim wants to dream. I've never even written a book. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm an international bestselling author. So every, you're going to die. You are going to die. So I said this to myself among the other 19 things every day for a year. I, I still never got motivated to write a book. So in 2019 and 2020, I sort of, like it's in my mind, but I, I don't even declare it anymore. So like two months ago, a publisher from the UK reached out to me and said, I'm publishing a book on franchising with a group of experts. Every expert writes one chapter and I watched some of your videos. I think I'd like you to participate. I was like, hmm, okay, sure. I guess I can write a chapter, no big deal. So he, um, I wrote the chapter, I submitted it. So we were going through like the paperwork of, of doing it. And he was like, oh, so this book is going to be published in 12 languages. And every other book that we've published like this with other experts in other industries has gone on to become an international best-selling book. And I literally, when he said it, Tom, I swear to God, I was like, I was covered in goosebumps. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be an international best-selling author. And I didn't even have to write the stinking book. How amazing is that? That is amazing. That is so that awesome. So cool. Just absolutely unbelievable. But I, I believe it because I've seen crazy things like that happen with you and, and with other people and my own candidates, just in my own life, it's amazing. You have to declare it and you have to really put it out there and believe it. And, and that's- What do I want yeah. to do? I actually feel motivated now to actually maybe write a book. <laughs> and maybe I'm gonna write a book about that. <laughs> and you could, you should. There's so and many things. So. Another time, like I wrote a check to myself, do you do this? Like I wrote a check for the biggest amount of money I could ever imagine making. As a salesperson, you know, we're commission-based. I've been a, a commission-based salesperson my entire life. Every single job I've had since leaving college has been a commissioned salesperson job. So, and even though we're self-employed, it's the same kind of mentality, right? So absolutely, the biggest amount of money I could ever imagine making in one commission. It was a big, a big money. I wrote it as a check to myself and I put it in my wallet. That was in my low thirties. And I kind of forgot about it. I mean, it was there, you know, every time I'm cleaning up my wallet, I'd go through it. 
So when I hit 40, and this is the first year that I became the number one consultant at Franchise and built this massive business, I had this, there were so many things that happened in that year that were like tingly, like, wow, like magical moments because of the goal setting and the positive and all the things that we're talking about. But one of the things that I thought about later was I thought about how much money I was making now. And I thought, wow, I'm making that amount of money that I thought I could make in one commission. I make that and more than that every single month. <laughs> Love it. So I wrote Love another that. check. I haven't cashed it yet. <laughs> it's a big one. <laughs> well, that's awesome. I mean, and that was always my kind of personal goal as a small, it was a big goal back then, but it's kind of a small goal now was to make on a monthly basis, what I used to make on a yearly basis in a job. That's amazing. And when I got to that point, I was like, wow. And it's not even that difficult. It's just believing that you could do it and, and following the task. But I want to get back to something that you said before that I don't want to brush over. The words, I am. Those are the keys to the universe, in my opinion. And I don't know if you feel like that. But anything that, anything that you say after the words I am becomes who you are. So true. Yes. yes. So that, I think that's really an important. And it works in the negative, though, as it works in the positive, which is why you have to guard your mouth. The first thing we said, you have to think about what you're thinking about when you really want to change your life you have to change how you're thinking and how you're speaking. And when you make those I am declarations, they don't have to be based in reality. That international best-selling author thing was not based in reality. <laughs> There's so many other things on that I am list. And that's why I don't want to say it. Cause it's like, sometimes it's embarrassing to think how big, like I can dream really, really, really big. Um, Let's talk about another one that I, it has to do more with giving. And this is another principle with having an abundant mindset. And the principle from the Bible is that um, as you give, so shall you reap, right? So or we reap what we sow, however you want to say it. And in anything in your life that you feel a lack of, you should give it away. So when your business is not like things are not clicking, I say, go be a mentor to another business owner. When you need a friend, go be a friend. When you need money, donate money. It's counterintuitive when, you, when you're coming from a place of lack to give, but that's how abundance works because you can't give, you can't truly give if you don't have, right? And that's where people get stuck because they think, well, I don't even have it to give, but you do. You always have it to give because there's always somebody out there who needs whatever level you have, right? You may not feel like your cup is running over, but you know what happens? The second you start pouring out into somebody else, all of a sudden your cup is running over, right? Yes, yes. So you, it, it, and, and so like, I, I'm not, I love to dream big financially, but the funny thing is, is I don't, uh, money is not my motivator. My motivator is helping other people. I want to give money away. Yeah. So you, you reap what you sow. Like the more you put it out there, the more it comes back. I mean, you, you have to have faith. Like 
I have huge faith that if I put it out there, it will come. And, and some of these things happen like that. Most things don't. Most things, it's five years, 10 years, right? You're just moving toward it. You have faith that you're moving toward it, even when you don't see anything happening. It's like going to the gym and building muscle. Your body doesn't change after the first workout. I mean, we wish it did, right? But you go back because you have the faith that if you keep doing it, you know, if you keep doing it with consistency, your body will change. And it's the same principle in your business and making money in anything you want to achieve. If you stay consistent and you keep doing it, especially when you don't see anything happening, I believe that's where most people lose their dream. God doesn't give up on our dreams. We give up on our dreams because yeah. we, we get impatient. We think, well, if nothing's happening, it, it, this must not be the right thing for me. Mm. No, you have to stick with it and be consistent and then wait, and it will come to you if you don't give up. Yeah, it's so true. And, and I think another hang-up for people, um, even myself sometimes, is you, like you were talking about, um, you didn't have the pipeline, it didn't make sense, but it didn't matter. You kept on going forward with, with the notion. And I think people are always concerned about how it's going to happen. Like, yeah, I could dream and blah, 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 and so I need to take action and I need to do this and I need to do that. And, and that's how it's going to happen. But I think you have to release the how and give that to God. And then you go in and just do what you need to do. The little phone calls or, you know, whatever it is in your business. And do you agree with that? A hundred percent. If you, if you know exactly how it's going to happen, it doesn't take any faith. <laughs> faith is believing in things unseen so we're, we gotta walk by faith not by sight and that that's where the magic is in the in and and so like the the international best-selling author thing if it happens if the book when the book gets published and if it happens like all the other books uh, it wasn't based in reality i just said it for a year i still didn't even write a book all right right <laughs> so, is that magical how that happened? A hundred percent. It's magical how it happened. Right. So it's got to have faith. And that's, and that's the biggest thing. And, and what I try to share with people and, and people are so locked into like the numbers, like the spreadsheet has to work and, and all of this. And it's like, it really doesn't. You can make any business happen if you know in your heart you have the faith to do it. People always ask me how I had such big success with my smoothie franchise. And, and the answer people don't want to hear because the answer is I had faith. I knew that God would, would not put something in front of me that I couldn't handle. So I was like, I'll buy this smoothie franchise. If I have to sell smoothies in Times Square on the corner, that's what I'm going to do to make this happen. But I have the faith that it's going to happen. And it did in, in ways that I never thought of before. People come in your path doors open up and it's just amazing what happens if you have the faith right so, so and that doesn't mean that we we're naive to like putting numbers on a spreadsheet together look i mean the first year that i had a standout business uh, you know in in franchise consulting i i didn't I, number one i didn't know that it would be the biggest business ever built and i nor did i really have a clear specific plan for getting there I just told myself every day, every single day when I came to work, this is what I'm worth. And I still remember right before Christmas when we added it up because I got a little toward the fourth quarter, I got a little bit like, ah, I'm so 
so, you know, like it's not going to happen. So I was like jinxing myself. So I let it go. And I was like, whatever is meant to be will be. And I still remember when I was waiting for our CFO to add it up and he came back and he told me, and I was $4 over. I'll never forget that. $4. $4 and like 28 cents. And I, and I remember like, again, that whole tingly feeling. And so, you know, faith, faith is, um, is best understood through practice. So my people are like, how do you have such amazing faith? Well, I exercise my faith because I try stuff. I, I believe what I say and I, I move toward my goals. And when it happens, then you're like, oh my gosh. So of course, when this book thing happened, I'm like, well, why am I not doing declaration statements this year? Like, because I didn't have the faith that was actually working. <laughs> but now I'm like, oh yeah, it works. <laughs> so I'm going to go do it again, right? Yeah. So it's, it's about, and, and when it's hard when it takes years for something to happen. But that's why you always have to have goals. So after I did that the first year, I didn't want to be a one hit wonder. So I really had to go back and look at my business and look at my numbers and study. And this is what, when we're validating with other owners, this is what we can do. We can look at their numbers to try to piece together like how they're driving that revenue, but how much revenue somebody else is driving. It's like, who cares? Come up with your own numbers. Just understand the principles for that particular business that drive the greatest result. And I mean, the one thing that I did in my business that year, and I still do as I've replicated that result is control what I can control. The tendency in ownership is to, um, you go down the rabbit hole chasing the things that are frustrating you, but then it like ruins your positive mood and your abundant mood for the things that probably really matter more than that thing matters anyway. And so for 365 days, I, I sort of proposed it to myself as a theory, like what would happen if I came to work every day and I made my business like a game, a, a simple game that I couldn't lose. And in our business, and as in most businesses, the only thing we can really control, Tom, is lead flow. Like I can't control who's going to buy a franchise, right? I really can't. At the end of the day, it's their life. It's not for me to say, this is a good thing for you or not, right? I can be the guide. So I, I took control of the thing I could control the most, which was lead flow um, and prospecting. And I committed myself to a really simple plan that every single day was a game. I came to work and I, I couldn't lose. And in the beginning, I wasn't very good at this game because I really didn't know how to generate the prospects. But the more I made it a focus every single day for a little bit of time, the better I got at it. It's that consistency. So if you stood back and you looked at the end of the year, I don't even know how many leads I actually generated that year. I've never even figured it out. My guess is probably 80% of the days, but 80% made me build the largest franchise consulting business in the history of franchise consulting. Okay, right? So who cares if it was only 80%, right? So that's the thing. People are striving for perfection and getting frustrated when they're, but it's like, let it go. Tomorrow's a new day. Come back with your abundant attitude. Make it a game. I literally would come to work, stand at my desk, and be like, "All right, Kim, we gotta go do this," you know. And it was it was so simple, and it was fun, and I came to work abundant, and I came to work to like be curious and to and to um, to win. 
and, and that attitude was, in, it's infectious. Who doesn't want to be around somebody that's positive, who's, who's feeling abundant, right? Yeah. So what that did was make me attract more people who wanted to feel abundant. And, so and it all spiraled from there. So today, yes, I have clear goals. I have an annual goal. I break it down into 12 monthly goals. I break it into weekly goals and even daily goals because now I, I, I have those numbers and that's what validation can do for a candidate in process when they're looking at a business that has a track record of, with top performers. But remember the first year I did it, I had no track record. It was just a belief in my mind. Right. And anything so. is possible. It was it was the raw, you know, for us in our business, it was the Roger Bannister moment where you were able to, you know, break some strides and do a, you know, under a four minute mile. Then all of a sudden everybody was like, wow, we could do this stuff, you know? And, and so more and more people are building bigger and bigger businesses that, that even our CEO didn't even realize could be done. And, and that's fascinating. And I give you so much credit for that. And, and it's just so, such an honor to, have you kind of secluded so I can pick your brain here on the podcast. And the money is like not to be focused on the money. It's, it's the lives that we're changing, the people that we're helping. That's why we do it. But it, the, the principle can be attached to any business. So after I did it, Tom is saying, I, I did take it. Other, a couple of consultants came to me and were like, hey, what did you do? And I told them what I did. And now one of them in our group, he doubled, he doubled what I did one year, right? But I always say, hey, behind every great man is a greater woman because I told you how to do that. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I love that. But now I, when I coach my candidates, this is how I'm coaching them. And I, I'm, I'm trying to break free from limiting beliefs. Don't use earnings claims. Who cares what the earnings claim says? Because you know what? The earnings claim is going to grow next year anyway, right? How many franchises do we work with where they don't have year over year growth? None, barely, right? So right. who cares? These are numbers in a page. They have no context until you bring them to life by understanding what people are waking up and doing to create those numbers on a page. So go talk to the people. Don't use the FDD, right? And when you're talking to people, find the biggest thinkers in the group, but don't let even the biggest thinkers in a group limit your thinking because there can always be another Kim Daly, another Roger Bannister. Why can't it be you in your franchise business? if you have the faith to do it, right? And you gotta, you have to kind of go out on a limb, you know, you, and you have to be not afraid of that limb breaking. Cause if it does, so you hit the floor, you get up, you brush yourself off, climb the tree again and get on that limb because it's gonna bring you to the next yard where, you know, the grass is maybe greener, but um, the grass is always greener where you mow it is how I feel. <laughs> well, you know what, this is a really good point because, you know, we can sit here and talk about like when everything is going great in your business and in your life and it's anybody can be abundant when life is good. Right. But let, let's come to this year we're in and this time we're in right now. So it, the, the valleys of life are where we get to see what we're really made of where we get to decide, we are not victims, right? Where we get to decide how we are going to respond. Are we going to be negative? Are we going to be a victim? Are we going to say we were owed something? Are we going to look to something outside of ourselves to make it better? Or are we going to 
get up off the ground, brush off our knees, wipe away our tears, put our shoulders back and say, okay, now I know what doesn't work <laughs> and try again. And, you know, I give our CEO uh, so much credit. He's a mentor to all of us. I mean, we, we are so blessed to be at Franchise because of our amazing fearless leader. But, you know, when I was a young consultant and I would, my business would get off track, I would call him and be like, hey, this economy or, you know, hey, you know, th this reason or this reason, I can't get a result. And he would always be like, he's so amazing because he would always be like, Kim, I'm pretty sure that I could give you five consultants who you could reach out to today and they are not experiencing those same things with the economy or whatever excuse I was making it about, right? So Eventually, I got tired of it being thrown back in my face, so I just stopped calling him, and I just started looking in the mirror. And, and that was really when I looked in the mirror for real and got clear and specific with myself and decided to own every minute of the next 365 days of my life in my business, that was the year I changed the history of franchise consulting. I'm a little girl from New Hampshire. <laughs> I'm not a business major. I love to tell people I was a nutritional biochemist on my way to med school. When I stumbled into franchising, I thought by accident, um, I always wanted to be a motivational speaker. I was 15 years old. My dad gave me a book by Dr. Dennis Waitley called Being the Best. And I devoured that book. And actually the first business that I started um, was an online health and fitness marketplace. And Dr. Dennis Waitley was an advertiser with me. I reached out to him and I actually got to meet Dr. Dennis Waitley um, <laughs> and he signed that book. But after that, I wanted to be a motivational speaker, but like, how does one become a motivational speaker? So you, you go on to med school, right? You want to help people, you go to med school. And I remember I was in a hotel room in Dallas waiting to host one of my many live events. And I was preparing mentally and I had that chilling moment where I realized, look at me. I'm a motivational speaker. <laughs> People are coming out today to be inspired by me and to hopefully change their life and start a business. Like, so it's like, again, you, 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 when you say these things and they're deep in you, they're, they're in you for real, even when you think you're not moving toward them, you are. That was like 15 to 40. You do the math. I'm not a math major. How many years was that in the making? Right. <laughs> so, and so I'm 48 now. And, and now like, I know I can achieve anything I set my mind to when I get clear and specific and I, it's going to happen. It might not happen right away. And that's why you can't really attach a time frame to it. I think the magic is lost if, if you force it, right? There's, a, there's like in the zone, you know, athletes get in the zone. And there, there's a Zen part of like being in the flow. And you're not pushing it. You're not forcing it. You're putting it out there. You're doing the things that you can can do, do controlling what you can control and staying positive and talking positive and believing big. And then it happens. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. I have to tell you, this could be a four hour Joe Rogan type podcast. I wish. But... <laughs> okay. Let's do it, Tom. Why can't we dream for Joe Rogan? <laughs> we can do it. We can do it. We got the connections or something. We'll figure it out. But I think, um, you know, having the faith of a mustard seed moves mountains. And, and moves podcasts. So <laughs> we'll keep that faith. But this, this is really, really great. We could go on for hours. 
but I, I know that you got to get back to your thing and I got to get back to my stuff. But how can people get in touch with you if they want to pick Kim Daly's brain and it's Daly Coach, right? So D-A-L-Y, Daly. Yes, The Daily Coach. TheDailyCoach.com is my website, D-A-L-Y. I'm also very present on LinkedIn. You can look me up there. Uh, so you can find me on Facebook, but the web, my website's probably the greatest resource. I have a library of franchising and business coaching videos, mindset coaching videos. Yep. There's a growing library of podcasts that I've been blessed to be a guest on. Um, uh, all kinds of resources, hundreds of testimonials from people that have bought a business, even from people that don't buy businesses. I ask everybody that I work with, if I blessed your life in some way, write me a testimonial. Tell me what I did for you. Mainly because when I'm having a bad day, I like to go in there and like scroll through them and remind, my, remind myself who I am because it's easy to get, it's easy to forget, you know, who, who we are. We, we are our hardest critics. And yeah. so you have to have these reminders, the goals in front of you, words of encouragement that other people have said about you, just to remind you who you are. Because even when you are a top performer and at the top of your game and what you do, when you become a successful business owner, there are going to be days that challenge you. And yeah. again, that's when you're in those valleys. That's when you get to decide who you're going to be and how you get out of the valley determines what happens next. But the fastest way out of the valley is to remind yourself who you are. I am statements, testimonials, whatever you have as tools in your little tool bag to get yourself back in that positive mindset, working out, eating well, sleeping good, talking to friends. All of that. Absolutely. All of that. Just the eating well and, and sleeping well and, and working out, I think is probably the most important thing. Um, Sorry yeah, you can't, you can't be positive and abundant if you don't feel good. You have to take care of your body. It all goes together. It's a full circle thing. Right. And I always say to people, you look, you're always concerned about what you put in your mouth, but you're not cons really concerned about what you put in your head. Shut off the TV, shut off the news, right. and stop feeding your head with that crap. Oh, and so need something positive. So many good books out there, as you were mentioning. Podcasts. Podcasts, you know, um, Man, there's so much out there. So, so feed your soul, feed your head with the right stuff. Go to go to uh, thedailycoach.com for some really great videos. That's I awesome. love your videos. So appreciate that. Appreciate all you do for franchising and for franchise. Awesome. So, Kim, God bless you, and thank you so much for being on the Franchise Academy. You betcha. Thank you so much. God bless you too. We'll talk to you soon. This has been another episode of the Franchise Academy Podcast. For more info, go to our website, thefranchiseacademypodcast.com. Remember to subscribe to Tom Scarta's YouTube channel for educational videos on franchising, education, insight, and inspiration.